Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. It's the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I am the co-pilot, I suppose, Mark Killian, alongside with Steve. As we talk about investing, finance, and retirement, what's going on? Mr. Hoover, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. We're in the middle of football season, so my life uh, is going real well. <laughs> That's nice. Very cool. Well, good to hear that. Uh, so, so far for you, no regrets in the football season? Well, Sunday night against the Indianapolis Colts, the Chiefs didn't look particularly good. Yeah, so yeah. we're hoping we bounce back this week. Yeah, at the time of this taping, yeah, you guys had just lost to Indy, which was a surprise uh, to a lot of people, awful. actually. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. It, it was a it was hard to watch, but you know, it happens. So Gotta hopefully have some we'll learn from it and come yeah. back and be ready to roll. That's true. Gotta have some adversities. Uh, you know, but you guys still have one of the better teams, so we'll we'll see how it plays out. But uh, of course, I, I did a little uh, little joke in there in case uh, our listeners might have caught that. So regret was my uh, line to Steve about regretting anything in the football season, and the reason I did that is because we're going to talk about how to live a retirement without regret today on the show. I mean, look, hey, we all have regret in our life. If you didn't, man, I want to talk to you because if you don't have any regrets in your life, uh, I want to know how you managed to pull that one off. But I think we all realize that you know. We can make decisions that come back to, you know, maybe bite us in the tush later on or that we kind of regret down the way. And we want to try to explore some of those things that to avoid hopefully having that in retirement. So uh, the first place I'm going to start, Steve, is just sudden decisions. Don't make any sudden decisions. You know, take some time to process things. Uh, my dad used to say to me, if it's a good idea today, it'll still be a good idea like two weeks from now trying to get me to learn, you know, not to just make rash decisions. It's always good not to make rash decisions, and especially when you're at the point of retirement. If you've done some planning prior to it, then you don't have to make any sudden decisions. If you haven't, again, just kind of sit back. You don't have to make any particular change in anything right away, but you need to think it through because, again, I think we've, we've talked before, most people retire once. So you want to make good decisions, just don't make irrational decisions or, or I like to call emotional decisions. Make logical decisions. Sometimes those logical decisions you have to think through. Emotional decisions you usually don't and you make, they tend to be bad decisions. Well, you know, if you're thinking about this in this term, hopefully you've got a retirement. If you're getting ready to hit retirement, look at it through that lens. If you're getting ready to hit retirement, hopefully you've got a plan in place that you've been working on for a couple of years now, and that'll keep you from making those rash decisions. But there's other places where that could come into factor. So for example, just the transition of going from career to retirement, Steve, is awkward for some people. And, you know, you may make rash, rash decisions in there, sudden decisions in there, like, you know, I don't know, feeling the need to rush back into working or maybe starting that, uh, you know, that woodworking business that you've always wanted to or whatever, right? Right. You want to think about that because let's take the example you want to start that woodworking. Well, are you prepared to spend the kind of money you're going to have to spend right. to do it? Yep. You know, just because you're a good woodworker doesn't mean you're going to be able to sell it for a profit. So you need to you just kind of cool it and talk to other people that have done, you know, have been gone into retirement and, and what did they do? You know, I have a number of clients who, who've retired and then they say, we're going to volunteer. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they rush off and get two or three volunteer positions. And then about six months later, they're in my office going, I, I can't volunteer anymore. I got, I got to get a, <laughs> um, a paid job because I'm working more in the volunteer than I was when I was working. Right. And it's killing me. Yeah. So you can't just run out and say, okay, I'm retired. I've got to, you know, I got to keep my same schedule, get up and go to work. Sometimes you just have to take it easy for a little bit and then slowly start doing some different things. Yeah, I, re- I agree with you. Well, another place that could be a decision that you regret, uh, and we don't want you to do that, so that's why we're talking about this today, is don't jump into investments that you don't understand. You know, I'll just kind of have a joke here, but it's like, I'm looking at you, Bitcoin. <laughs> so just yeah. for example, but you know, when you're closing in on retirement age, you're going to have people pushing stuff at us, right, Steve? And it's easy to sometimes get like, ooh, that's a, ooh, look at that shiny object, you know? Oh yeah, you need you need to invest in real estate. And I'm not saying anything negative about real estate, but if you don't know anything about real estate and somebody comes to you and says, Hey, right, let's let's buy some houses, let's fix them up like they do on TV. We'll flip them and we'll make, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a deal and we'll roll those profits into another one and we'll do the same thing. Right, right. You're not if you don't know that business and you don't know any of that, all you're gonna be is the financer. And you're just going to be throwing money out the window if you're not careful. So you you need to understand and know why you're doing what you're doing with your money. So you, you better understand what the investment is. If you don't, don't put your money into it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people will do that. And it's easy to want to eke out a little something extra and so on and so forth. And again, I think all this comes back to saying, well, if you've got a good plan in place and you're working the plan, the plan will work for you ideally. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, maybe I do want to jump into some fun investments, but then make sure that's part of your plan too. Like have that speculative kind of, let's say Bitcoin, like I was just joking with. If you really think it's something you want to dabble in, then just make sure it's money you can afford to lose. It's not part of your complete plan. It's like that speculative money. It's something that you can just kind of, uh, it's, I don't know, it's your Vegas money, right? Right. And the other part is, and this is one of the issues that people have to understand. You may have a hobby that you love and you just love that hobby. That hobby may not be a a money-making venture that you can do to where you actually make a profit. Right. So you have to be careful with that. But if that's, let's say, the woodworking, you like to do that and it doesn't make much money and you're good with that, hey, keep doing it. But yeah. understand, um, again, why you're doing it and it's not for a profit, it's not for anything, because I like to do it, I like to make the furniture or whatever. I know I'm not making any money, fine. But if you go into it thinking, well, I'm a great woodworker. I make these great furniture. I'm going to make a fortune in retirement and work when I want to. <laughs> you better cool your jets on that one. Yeah, it yeah. may not. That may be tough to do. I mean, it's, a, it's fun to, to think that way. And it's certainly good to think positively, but just you know, make sure you're being responsible with your retirement money. Okay. So a third place uh, to avoid having regrets in retirement is to work with a professional because, and we're going to take this one from Steve, from the DIY approach. Uh, the last 10 years overall, the market's been obviously pretty darn favorable. And so, you know, to come back from wherever it was after 09, I don't know, was it down in 6,000 range, 7,000 range somewhere to be up in yeah. the 26s or whatever is pretty impressive. So it's easy to kind of do the DIY thing in the accumulation phase over the, or it's easier, I should say, over the last 10 years to be accumulating your retirement wealth. It's another thing to preserve it and distribute it, right? Yes. I use the the analogy of Mount Everest and anybody who's climbed who climbs Mount Everest does not go by themselves. For most people, they've never gone up there before. So they take the Sherpa with them. 
because the Sherpa has been up there multiple times. And the other part is that's the accumulation phase. You know, you accumulating, like you said, it's actually pretty simple. I put the money away, maybe invest it this way. And over time, I should have more than what I started with. And, but you've, you've done that for 25 or 30 years. When you get to retirement, that's like hitting the summit of Mount Everest. And once you do that, most people have summited once. Now they got to get down and they've never done that before. And that's the dangerous part, right? That is the most, actually more, more people die going On the way down, down. Yeah. Mount Everest after they summit than going up because they've tried to go up before. They see where they've been, you know, the ups and the downs. But once they hit that summit, they got to get down and they've never done it before. Mm-hmm. So working with a professional like a Sherpa will help you navigate that particular part of your retirement, which most people have never had to do. Most people have never had to take what they've saved and turn it into a paycheck to try to replace their paycheck. They've never had to do that. They've budgeted and spent what they've made, but they've never had to take what they've saved and turn it into income. That's the trick, if you will, in income planning. How do you do that? And there are multiple ways of doing it, but most people don't know how to do it. Well, the multiple ways to do that is to get with a good coach that can help you have an actual plan for retirement. And that's our fourth thing. That's our best way to hopefully live a life without regret in retirement, at least as far as the retirement side goes, Uh, because there are so many moving parts. We've only touched on just a couple of them. There's a whole lot more, right? Oh, absolutely. And the planning part of it is, I mean, there are multiple things you have to plan on. You know, as we get older, we break down. And things (laughs) happen to where (laughs) we'll have to spend money on something other than a trip. You know, maybe we have to spend money on an extended stay in a facility. Maybe we have to get hearing aids, which Medicare doesn't cover. Maybe we have to have certain other things that that come up. Maybe we have a long-term care situation come up. When you work with an advisor that helps do the planning, you can actually model those. Okay, let's say, what if this were to happen? Are we still okay? Well, if you're not, then you can make adjustments while you're doing okay. The worst time to find out that you're not going to do okay is when that particular situation happens and then you find out, uh uh-oh, we're not protected on this. That's the worst time to find that out. So having an actual plan of not only what you're going to do with retirement, but also have some of these what-if scenarios modeled in is a huge, huge benefit to actually working with an advisor and having a plan. And you can get started with that process. If you need some help, you can get your own retirement edge process rolling with Steve and his team by simply calling 913-685-3207. That's 913-685-3207. You can also go to his website, wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. And you can check out uh, Steve and the team there on his website. You can also uh, subscribe to the podcast while you're there. And we would certainly appreciate that. And that way you can get past episodes, future episodes, and hopefully you'll learn a useful nugget or two of information as we do the you know, 15 minutes or so little podcast just to kind of give you some ideas and things to think about uh, along your retirement journey. So in order to kind of uh, make sure you're heading into retirement without too many regrets, you want to make sure you check off a couple basic things. Don't make those sudden decisions. Don't jump into investments you don't understand. Definitely work with a professional and have a good plan for you. Reach out to Steve Hoover, financial coach. He can certainly help you with that. 913 685 3207. All right, let's hit an email question, Steve, before we depart this week that has come into the website and it's from Annie. And Annie is in uh, in Kansas City area and she says most of my 401k is invested in company stock. Is that bad? 
I have one word. Enron. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, not to People make fun of them. Enron yeah. stuck all their money in Enron and their 401k. I have another one for you. Sprint. There is nothing wrong with invest having some of your money in the company you work for. But you cannot have a majority of your money invested in one particular stock. You're asking for trouble. Yeah, people will say, well, I put all my money into Apple. Well, you know, Apple was 90 days from going bankrupt back in the late 90s. So it looks like a good idea now, but sure. think about the people right. at that period in time, the worry. So no, it is, it is a bad idea to invest all of your money or have the majority of your retirement money or any of money for that matter in one stock. I don't care what company it is. Years ago, GE was a rock solid company. Now their stock is just decimated. So, yeah, you I'm know, passionate about that one. I no, mean, I mean, Annie, that. it's it's what our grandmamas told us, right? You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's um, absolutely right. You know, and and again, not to poke fun or make light or anything like that, but it's just simply, and if that's really Steve, it's really good advice for any kind of asset, right? Like you really shouldn't have more than what's a good number. I hear people say five percent, seven percent, maybe ten on the high side, but really no more than like ten of any one particular thing, just for that reason, right? That's the whole point yeah. of diversification. Mm -hmm. Less than between five and ten. Okay. All right. Uh, now, one caveat: some higher level executives that work for some of these publicly traded companies, mm -hmm. they're kind of forced to keep a lot of their money in company owned stock. Right. In that case, then there's some certain strategies we can use to help alleviate some of that risk. But for the vast majority of people, anywhere from five to 10%, you can keep in your company stock. The rest of it, you need to spread it around. Yeah. And, and whether that's whatever it is, that if your thing is precious metals, same deal. If your thing is, you know, whatever, tech stocks, you know, whatever. So just don't get too crazy in any one particular area. All right. Well, thank you so much for the question, Annie. Um, so definitely give Steve a call, have a conversation about how you can maybe uh, start, you know, offloading that, moving some things around and alleviating some of that risk in one area at 913-685-3207. Steve, my friend, thanks for your time this week on the podcast. I appreciate you as always. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. And folks, don't forget, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, The Retirement Pilot. Uh, you can do so on Apple or Google or whatever platform of choice you use on podcasting. Uh, you can uh, Bluetooth you know, to your car nowadays and listen while you're driving versus a radio station or while you're out gardening or whatever it is that you might be doing. A lot of people consuming podcasts in different ways. And hopefully you pick up a useful nugget or two of information here on The Retirement Pilot. We'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.